Yes! Hey everybody! Yes! Welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by Chris Schaefer, aka the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, end of the month, a lot of things happening. You're in a polo. What's going on? How are you doing? How, how are things going for Chris Schaefer? I do look good today, Jason. You're right. Thank you. And uh, welcome, everyone, to the show and audio listeners. I look amazing today. I have my hair fixed. I don't have a hat on. I have a collared shirt, and I am a professional. Uh, so thank you for joining us. And my esteemed co-host, I, I was just talking to someone on, on Twitter. No, it was YouTube something. I don't know. And... Um, they were talking about just, we were discussing how sometimes following Jason's irrational thought process is just so difficult mm. sometimes. Just, we think we know him. We think we know him. And then just, you know, and then he just goes off and just says something nobody was expecting. It's, you know, it's part of the reason everyone listens, Jason. And uh, I appreciate it. But I have to share. Who, who are you thing. talking about this? Talking about you. Talking about you. No, who, with who, with who? I don't know. Is a YouTube or a comment or a Twitter follower or something? I oh, okay. Someone, okay. someone commented. So anyway, I just have to share behind the scenes before we started, just so you can get into okay. the mind of Jason. He goes to get a drink of water and he, he speaks to his little doggies just outside the door. He said, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he says, he says, and he started, and I hear a whole conversation happening while he's walking and getting his water, just talking to his dogs. So, you know, he's got that soft side. So don't let him fool you. He's a smart guy. He's sometimes irrational. Um, and un- Oh, un- no, no. I've got a soft spot in my heart for many people. It's pretty much like two qualifiers, like my dogs Dog, that's not and people, people who give me money. <laughs> okay. Only one of those is a people, <laughs> but okay. And then everybody else can. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not that I don't like people, Chris. It's that I'm a cynical person, and I've been made more cynical. And I cannot get into it on the show. I'm not even. I can't even get on into it for Patreon. Uh, but speaking of Patreon, we had this guy this week that was like, "Hey, if you guys share this downloadable trade secret content that you run your businesses with your checklist, then that'll convince me to do the two dollars on Patreon." <laughs> like, I'm sorry. All right, that's gonna like. All right. That's going to get me over the edge. Oh, that's going to make me give I saw the message $2. too, but I wasn't going to mention it. I, it Nothing I else know. we do is worth $2. $2. But anyway, anyway. Um, but uh, no, Chris, <laughs> like I can't get he into it on Patreon, but I, oh, I don't care. Chris, I told you what happened to me this week, and I can't get into it at all when it had to do with theft and all that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, that'll make a guy angry, you know. Oh, man. So uh yeah. yeah, unless you're giving me money or you're my dogs, uh I'm not gonna say I love you. You I need to you. hug a dog after what happened to you this week for sure. Need some uh yep. comfort. But anyway. Never thought never thought I'd say this in my life, Chris, but for the moment, enough about me. Mm. Wow. Let me tell you about Directive, Directive Consulting. We want to thank Directive Consulting for sponsoring today's episode and you guys appreciate directive consulting shout them out on social media check out their website thank them for sponsoring the show because as you'll see once we get into the content it's important people sponsor the show because we get into some really good stuff sometimes and today's one of those times and it's a it's just a great thing that this show exists so i want to thank directive consulting for sponsoring today's episode they are the go-to enterprise and b2b search engine marketing agency pay-per-click 
SEO, content, landing pages. They do it all. If you have an enterprise campaign, a B2B campaign, you need more leads. You need better leads. You need an all-encompassing program. Get the most leads possible for your budget, the most qualified leads. You need Directive Consulting. We recommend you go to directiveconsulting.com. Get a custom proposal for your situation And you'll see that Directive Consulting is a go-to B2B search engine marketing agency. Get a custom proposal, directiveconsulting.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's episode of the Paid Search Podcast. So, Chris, I teased it. We're going to get into it. But first, I'm going to read a review, Chris. Yes. And this one is from Tim, the great Tim Tompkins. He was on a few weeks ago talking about Google Grants. And uh, he left us a review from the United States of America on iTunes. Gracious host, five stars. I was a featured guest on the program. Boom. Both Chris and Jason were very welcoming. I learned a lot and continue to learn a lot by listening to each episode. Love the intros the most. Oh. Keep up the great the intros work. The intros. Five star review. We put like forty minutes into the content, and he loves the intros. And. Chris, I, I love the intros because you go to like marketing podcasts and you go to all this. It's a lot of like smooth sounding sounds and music and yeah. everyone's techie and smart and like everything's planned out and you feel like you're learning all this great stuff. And then you play ours and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it kind of qualifies people because if you're going to sit through that, yeah, you're, you're here. We for, got some good stuff for you, but you got to sit through it. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to um, use the skip button a lot to get through all the moaning. But uh, but yeah, well, Jason, uh, do you have some news for us as I do, 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 I do. Chris, mobile ads on Google searches. Yes. Google has, it says Google ads rolling out mobile search redesign. It's a search engine land article. Here's what's going on, Chris. The yellow background is back. No. The green display URL is still green. The ad box is now filled in green. It's going back to fill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not read the article <laughs> because I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's just a joke. And then the reason I'm joking is because, Chris, we are going in the other yeah, direction. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the green display URL, display URL has become black. Wow. The ad little logo that says ad with the green box around it is now black. Wow. The box that is around the word ad has been executed. It is no longer there. The box outline is gone. Uh, the display URL has been moved above the headline. This is both for organic and ads. Mm-hmm. And then the one change on organic besides that is now next to the display URL on organic, there's a little favicon and it's like the little logo of the website. And so on ads, they say ad, and there's a little thing there. And then on the logos or on organic results, there's a little favicon. So there's something there as well. And my point is, Chris, these ads are looking even more like organic results. Yeah. And it caught my eye. I didn't think it was a big deal at all when I saw the article. I was like, okay, Google made an update. Google's always making an update. It's like moving on with my day. I'm going to go manage some ads. But then when I started using um, yep. mobile searches for myself later that day, Chris, mm-hmm. the black and the blue design, it caught my eye so hard. 
and it's slowing me down and it's making me not want to keep scrolling. It's just really focusing me on the immediate result, those top couple ads. And I think it's going to be huge for advertisers. I think click through rates are going up on mobile. I think click share is going up to the top of page and in the first position. That was my takeaway, Chris, that the ads look even more like organic and they're there's something about them that catch your eye and slow you down and make you want to read them and possibly click them. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the the thing, when I tell people what I do, the thing I usually hear is, oh, I hate those. I never click on those because I don't trust them. You know, there's some people that don't even know they exist, but the people that do, they often associate a lot of distrust because they say, oh, that's an advertisement. I can't trust that. I want the organic results as if somehow the organic is somehow, you know, less engineered than the, than the paid. But this is, you know, this makes identifying paid and, and realizing what you're doing much harder. And to the casual user, um, they will not recognize it uh, as quickly. It won't be so obvious. So yeah, I think it's a big, it's like not even important anymore. It's yeah. like, okay, we're going to Google. They're giving us results. They, they're so similar that ad organic, well, they're just going to click. Here's the thing. They're going to click as long as it's relevant to their search. So my right. whole thing, Chris, was this is even more um, opportunity for us advertisers. We're going to get more clicks on mobile because they look more similar. But with great opportunity comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I think wow. serving up relevant ads, quality businesses, quality options for search users, it's going to just be even more important because – Google's like moving in the direction of like, hey, we want even more clicks on ads, which is fine. But if they do that, they're going to have to serve up advertisers that actually meet the search user's needs. So it's a big responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move to our question of the week from Alex uh, in Kentucky. Alex just sent his message in like just a couple days ago and it's the reason we're reading it today is because it was the inspiration behind this episode. Jason's head exploded late in the night and came up with an amazing topic that I fully support. And it's going to basically provide us with content that you've never heard in this format before. Something we talk about a lot of the same kind of stuff and we try to present it in unique ways. And what Alex has basically come up with is an idea that he <laughs> didn't really mean to, but uh, let's let's read the story about what happened from Alex in Kentucky. He said, I'm running a campaign that averages 50 a day in budget. This past weekend, the client, an AC company, wanted a spike in calls and wanted to dominate if anyone searched for AC repair. With their permission, I bumped the daily budget to 250 a day. That's $250 a day for Friday through today. So a few days. We're talking about a few days of, of uh, daily budget shift. I checked it every day. We averaged about 200 a day in ad spend. Today when I checked it, we had spent $470 by noon. When I looked at the keywords, it appears my keywords of modified broad air conditioning cost us 304 for <laughs> two clicks. How is that? And 71 point? impressions. Oh my god. Racked up a lot of impressions quick. Yeah. How, we'll talk about that. how is that even possible? When I check the search terms for the day, I see that heating and air conditioning companies near me is the term and the keyword was triggered, the keyword is triggered by, and that it had two clicks for one impression. WTF. That's two clicks for one impression. Okay, so he spent a lot of money on essentially a, a double click. One um, person, yeah. One person who possibly hit the back button and then clicked again. 
when I look at the ads that were clicked, both of my clicks were from a call only extension. I've did, so he, he, he goes in, he goes into some more stuff. I don't think it's necessarily relevant to talk, but the thing is he, he, he ran a campaign that was automated and had a set budget and then blew twice the budget in just a couple hours in one day. And he's obviously very upset. Who in the world pays $150 for a click? What do I do here from Alex? But Chris, also, we're in a small market, blah, blah, blah. I had my bidding strategy set to manual. Oh, no, he didn't. No. He had his bidding strategy set to conversions. Mm. But Mm. uh, who pays $150 a click other than me, I guess? (laughs) What should I do here? So, Alex, um, we will, I don't know, Chris, I guess we're not going to answer it directly. We're we're going to answer it. Four weeks. We're going to answer it more in-depthly than this guy could have ever imagined because this spawned the next uh, four episodes or four out of the next five episodes. Yeah. It spawned a whole series. Yeah. We're starting a topic here of uh, what we're lovingly calling Google Ads Trap Doors. And there's a nice, you know, a nice piece of cheese right on top of this uh, disguised trap door. And you, the user, will go for it thinking that, this is the magic that I need in my campaign. This is the answer to the problem. This will get me the conversions I want. This will get me the traffic I want. I'm going to go for it. And then the floor falls, falls out from underneath you. And just to be clear, we're not saying that Google put a trap door in. Okay. I don't want to infer that Google's tricking people. What you need to know is that there's always a consequence to every action. If you set up something or if you do something... There can be great results and there can be disasters. And we're going to go through four topics, one for each week, about how these trapdoors can work in your favor and, more importantly, how they can lead to disaster. Yeah, Chris. So it's a a Google Ads mistakes series. We're going to go through keyword mistakes one week, this week, bidding mistakes, kind of outsmarting yourself mistakes, and then mindset mistakes. And... We're going to focus on mistakes, but the reason we're calling them trap doors is because all of these things we're going to talk about are things Chris and I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. All of the things we're going to talk about are strategies that work sometimes, but we're calling them trap doors because sometimes they won't work out well. And you have to know the downside or possible way these won't work out when they don't work out. And so when we talk about trap door, we're not saying you don't have to open the door or that sometimes these strategies don't work, or that we don't use them ourselves. We do. But we're telling you, open the door, peek into it, but understand there could be a trap on the other side, and you need to be prepared for that possible situation. So sometimes this stuff works, sometimes it doesn't. When it doesn't, it sneaks up on you. That's the trap door aspect, and you need to be prepared for all situations. So Chris, today we're getting into... Keyword mistakes in Google Ads, and we have four topics, and the first possible mistake, the first trapdoor, are mistakes that can come from using two-word broad match modified keywords, like air conditioning, Mm. with air and conditioning with plus signs, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to open that up, Chris. I'm going to edit these notes. I'm going to say broad match modified in general, so the more words you have in a broad match modified phrase, the more you're going to protect yourself, the less Google can get away from what your intent was. 
but it's especially evident with two word broad match modified, but just you need to be careful in broad match modified. These work sometimes, but sometimes they will can't say what I wrote. <laughs> no, I can't say what <laughs> can't I wrote. No. I wish wouldn't it be a better show if I said what I wrote? Yeah. I, I love your so notes. I do and I always love opening up when it's Jason's week and reading the notes and going, dang. Obviously late at night, because we can't say that on the air. Well, Chris, tell tell everyone what broad match modified is. Like what's the point of it? Why would you do it? So broad for, for those that are new. Um, first of all, welcome. Thanks for subscribing and please send your money, um, to our Patreon, but, uh, broad match modified keywords are words like air conditioner that has a plus right in front of the word. So the way that it looks on screen is plus symbol, then the word air, no space, then a space and plus symbol in the word conditioner. So it's written just like you would write in English, but a plus is attached to the front um, of every word. And when you have a plus, it tells Google, hey, when you show this, make sure it includes every term that has a plus in front of it. So it has to include the word air and it has to include the word conditioner. Jason, that's right 100% of the time, right? It has to, it, it can't deviate from that, surely. <laughs> I'm reading the Google Ads help here. Use broad match modifier, which again is tying the plus sign to a word in the phrase, tying it to it. It's at the beginning of the word uh, for more control over broad match. Adding modified broad match keywords can increase campaign clicks and conversions while providing more precise control than broad match. That's fair. Modified broad match lets you specify that certain broad match keyword terms or their close variants must appear to trigger your ad. Close, close variants include misspellings. Singular plural forms, mm. abbreviation and acronyms, and stemming, such as floor, can trigger the word flooring. But variants don't include synonyms or related searches. Um, yeah, that's what I'm here to talk to you about. I'd like to present to you a case, um, which I have pulled up on my screen here, where uh, let me briefly describe the client. The client is a uh, B2B course because i am the b2b king chris shaver.com right um and he is trying to reach companies that have pipelines and they're trying to transport oil or some type of liquid uh you know liquid money essentially down here in texas is referred to it oil from one place to another and this is a special pipeline so i put in my keyword modified broad uh because i'm really trying to figure out how this terminology is going to work um, and I'm trying out new words, and I put pipeline repair. Two words, each of them modified broad. Each each one has a uh, plus in front of it. So pipeline repair. After a few days, um, I'm going through, and I'm looking at what we're getting. Jason, what I get, I would say, does not sound like a synonym to me. It's And, it, and it's definitely not a stemming. I get... Well, they said there won't be synonyms. They said there won't be syn synonyms, mm. just stemmings. Okay, stemmings. Misspellings, close variants. Close variants. So you, you tell me or not, what do you think this is a close, close variant? Pipe repair clamp. So I understand clamp can be added. That's out of the question. That's that's part of the reason to use modified broad, because you can get those extra words okay. in there. But pipe okay. repair. I put pipeline, it replaces it with pipe. So they're, they're set, their argument would be that the word pipe is a stem of pipeline right which is a bit of a stretch because pipeline is is more Very of a specific tool. yeah i mean that's a tool of yeah. a process use whereas a pipe is just is just a part 
so it, yeah, it's, it's it's very different. So this is my example of how two word modified broad, or even let's just say two word Mod, yeah modified broad, modified broad two yeah two word anything two word phrase match sometimes can be really bad. If I would have put pipe line repair, it could have also replaced pipeline with pipe. I don't know. My my beef is more with broad match modified. Okay, that's probably honest, true. Then then fair yeah. counts than count on words. Well, I have, I have another example from a Chris Schaefer client. And this is Chris actually had a moving company that does moves in Ireland and the UK. I gave him one of the moving companies. What? I let him have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is from your Oh, your you just don't want to claim telling. responsibility for this. <laughs> that's what this is. Are you, is this a bit? Like, are you joking? No, no. I don't know what you're bidding about. You sent me this report before the show and we're like, no, I've got a, some no, no, good no, examples no, and no, then no. we can read them off. Go bring your dogs in and they'll say, Jason, that's not true. I love you. I love so you. you're going to say this is my client? Yes, this is your client. I know it is. All right, then I'm, well, I'm going to say it's your client. We do not send clients to each other. Let's be on the record here. We do not work yeah, together. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you you had, you had said you had good examples of broad match modified <laughs> own, going own wrong. Own up to it. Own up show, to it. And you said, this is your mistake. Let's go. But why should I if, <laughs> if it's just my word against yours? <laughs> All right. I'm waiting. Why don't you just bigger, be the bigger man and claim this oh, client? I'm the, I have this to be the really bigger bad, man. This is really bad, these results. <laughs> no. No. All right. So we have, we have a client that is uh, doing moves in Ireland and to the UK and back and forth. And we just started. I want to put that caveat on there. And if anybody gives me grief about this, <laughs> when I see you, I'll smack you. Because we just started. And, it's, and there's details you don't know. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, moving companies near me. No, they use the word removals over there. Uh, it's not just movers in my area. It's specific moves from one place to another, and it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. So like Chris, it's kind of a B2B situation where you have instructions, but you don't know how those keywords are searched for, basically, because it's so niche, so B2B. You want to loosen things up, see what the way people are searching for. So we have the word moving to Ireland, plus sign, plus sign, plus sign on all words in the phrase. And the search that came in is Aviva moved to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And apparently when you search that, that is the second largest insurance company in the UK that's moving to Ireland. It's got nothing to do with someone looking for a mover. So they would say the word move is a stem of the word moving. And then the word two is in there and the word Ireland's in there. So it's not that far from the broad match modified keyword, but it might as well be on another planet in terms of intent. Another example, we have the word removals Ireland, broad match modified. That's going to work great, exact match. Uh, it's going to work great phrase match possibly because, in again, over there, they, they search for movers. Like they also use the word removals. Moving is removals. So the exact match one, Chris, removals Ireland, that brought in a search Irish removals. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's the exact match. It's sure. They flip the order, but it's still someone looking for an Irish moving company. The broad match modified removals Ireland. Each word has a plus sign. Permanent facial hair removal oh, gosh. in Ireland. Mm, it's a shame. So they took removal. Be, removals became removal. And then Ireland stayed Ireland. And Chris... Just looking at my search term, seeing what these broad match modified are bringing in, we're not going to be able to stand for it. Like no. we're going to have to lock things down pretty quickly. Yeah. And so I guess getting back to the trap door, 
Broad match modified is attractive. You and I use it very often. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes it doesn't. And the reason you and I will be tempted to use it is these examples when we're trying to figure out the way people are searching for things, when we're trying stuff out. Uh, sometimes clients want more volume and you got to open things up, broad match modified. But when you do it, there's a possible trap door that the searches are just going to be way off. And maybe half the searches that come in are perfect and great for you. And half the searches that come in are not good and you can try to catch up with negatives. But you and I aren't in the business of providing half good search terms. We're in the business of providing 90% or better. So it's just a keyword trap door. You need to be careful when you're using broad match modified. And don't be surprised if it works great, but don't be surprised if it brings in a ton of bad stuff. Yeah. And so it's just a potential trap door to be aware of. Yeah. And the reason a lot of people are, you know, using it is because it's essentially a shortcut to, you know, adding a ton of phrase match. And we're not saying that the solution is to add hundreds and hundreds of longer tail phrase and longer tail exact. That's not necessarily the better solution because that could be equally a disaster, which we'll, we'll get into stuff like that later in other episodes. But the idea is that when you use it, be aware that it is dangerous because it can be very expensive and it can be very poorly targeted on some things due to what Google allows to match which they're doing their they're doing their part. And we don't know how often that's changing behind the scenes. Yes, good point. Um, so I've seen results change. And another thing, Chris, be prepared. When you throw in one broad match modified keyword uh-huh. yep. into a beautiful campaign yep. of phrase and exact. What happens? Be prepared for 80% of your traffic to go to that one keyword. Boom, immediately. <laughs> it goes straight up to the top. Yeah. It Like, you can show up on so many things compared to phrase and exact that sometimes it'll just eat up all your budget. Now, again, if you understand us wrong and I see you in an airport and you say you never try broad match modified, I'll assault you in the airport. I'll smack you <laughs> on international yeah, waters, because, okay? Yeah, because it's still a great, it's worth the chance it's trying it's worth sometimes it, it works awesome yeah yeah sometimes these work awesome i'm running a ton of broad match modified keywords chris i'm running a ton of broad match modified two word keywords chris mm -hmm. but sometimes they don't work for whatever reason different industries different locations and this is a potential trap door so don't get us wrong if you get us wrong i will assault you in public you need to hear us clearly. We're not saying this never works. We're not saying don't try it. We're saying sometimes it doesn't go as planned yeah. and be prepared that sometimes it's not going to work well, out. Just like Alex's point, you know, he had air conditioner uh, on there and it bit him in the butt. He because, got a great search term. Yeah. You know, he, he got something he didn't want uh, from that. So, right, right. All right. So let, let's talk about perfect search terms, right? We've been talking about, okay. you know, that. So talk about the trapdoor and, and the issue of perfect search terms and, and the theory of getting perfect search terms. Right, Chris. So this is a classic problem that great AdWords managers make. And I don't make this mistake. You do. Oh, oh, thank no, I'm you. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Chris, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, man, you wish you need to be in control of the mics today. Yeah, I know. I'm, Every chance I'm getting, I'm just taking unqualified uh, shots at you. Mm -hmm. These, these, like obviously, I make this mistake too. But for some reason, I just said you personally make it. All these trap doors no, Chris, are things I've 
personally fallen into, not Jason. I'm sure that's, yeah. Okay. All right. <sighs> yeah. And I didn't even, I've, that's how I came up with the list. Not from my own experience. I'm looking at my account. Thinking about what your experience <laughs> would probably be. <laughs> Nice. All right, so Chris, perfect search terms, the problem of perfect search terms. So again, we're not saying this never works. Sometimes and very often, perfect search terms works awesome. Yeah. Sometimes, like almost every time, that's Chris and I's goal mm-hmm. on a campaign, get mm-hmm. perfect search terms. When someone looks at the search terms report, 97, 99, 100% of the searches we're getting clicks from are perfect. People are searching for what the client offers and they actually have a chance of becoming a paying customer. And there's no need to add a negative keyword from that list because they're perfect. That's what we go for almost every time. But the trap door you can fall into is that you can severely limit your client's opportunities. And the client, he or she might have a campaign where they could be spending $5,000 a month and making a ton of profit from that campaign. But because you did perfect search terms, you're only getting them $2,000 a month and your search impression share says 100%. And they're going, hey, I'm making more money off of this advertising strategy than anything ever. I want to move money from, I don't know, direct mail. I don't know, radio ads. I don't know, TV ads. I want to move it back into Google ads because this is working way better than that stuff. Can I do that? And you go, no, we're already in a hundred percent search impression share. There's no way to get more. $2,000 a month is what you're limited with. And you're costing your client money, profit, because maybe they could be spending $5,000 a month. If you tried out broad match modified. If you tried out competitor, which we'll talk about in a second, sometimes going wide, getting more volume, loosening up two word broad match modified. Oh my gosh, someone, someone stopped me. Pure broad keywords. Oh boy. Sometimes it works awesome. And if you're hung up on perfect search terms when Chris and I always are, you'll make a mistake and you limit yourself too much because you didn't try other stuff. Yeah. And sometimes other stuff Works awesome. Chris, speak to this. So this is what it looks like. So you're thinking, well, okay, so don't get perfect search terms. Um, You have to think beyond that. It's not that you just let something slide. What it looks like is this. You have 400, 500, 700 negative keywords. And these are one word negative keywords, right? You've gone beyond normal standards and just layered your campaign negative keywords. You're looking at it and everything is the exact same. Like everything says the exact same. It's AC repair near me. And boy, you really have a hundred percent search impression share on AC repair near me. But what if somebody says nearest AC repair guy, right? I mean, do you have that covered? You're missing out on that. You have a hundred percent search impression share on everything else. Everything looks perfect but you're missing out on an opportunity. So that's what a campaign looks like. And I'll tell you, I know you have accounts like this too, Jason. I can think of just a handful that I can go through the search terms and all of them are just pop right on the same kind of search. I'm thinking of one that's like a, a golf cart rental, you know, and it's during the summer and the client is like, you know, he always sells out and it's always the same kind of search golf cart rental near me, weekly golf cart rental, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like the same search every time. And I have that campaign full of exact match and long tail phrase because I don't need modified broad in that. Everybody searches the same way because they all want the same thing and boom, it works great. But then to go back to the B2B client that I was talking about, 
you bet that is an ugly list of search terms because I don't know what people are looking for. I don't know how they're searching for, you know, a pipeline service, uh, a pipeline product like this, because it's really almost undefinable. Everybody's going to search a different way. So it's ugly. So I have to have ugly negative or ugly search term results because I'm testing the market. I'm trying new things. I'm, you know, I'm testing new keywords, wider reach keywords. That's what we want you to avoid is working yourself into a box. Chris, I'm the I'm the king of movers and I'm the prince of injury lawyers. Wow. Congratulations. I'm the prince of personal injury. So you I'm not are, the king yet. You are I'm your the prince own daddy? and I gotta kill the king. You oh wow. No, no, no. There's a there's a king in the moving world. Uh-huh. And that's me. That's you. There's a king of the personal injury world. Oh. and I'm the prince. And I gotta kill the king to become the king. But I'm not there yet. You're playing Game of Thrones and you have your you're you're working your up in multiple multiple um, worlds, whatever kingdoms. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So I'm Very branching visual. out, and uh, I'm a prince right now. Let me give you an example of how perfect search terms will screw you. Dog bite, dog bite lawyers. Okay, what a business, you know. Oh. You just people are calling you in because <laughs> someone their neighbor's dog bit their kid, and they want to sue the sue pants the off them. them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not funny. Sometimes dogs uh-huh. cause serious injuries, right. and we are there for our plaintiffs. So you can have perfect search terms. Dog bite lawyer Houston. Dog bite attorney Houston. Uh, dog bite lawyers near me. Dog bite lawyer. Dog bite law firm. Oh, oh, these search terms are so beautiful. I show them to my little AdWords mastermind group of nerds every week, and we're like, Wow, those are great search terms. You must be knocking it out of the park for the client. That's what the little peon of personal injury is doing. Yeah, the peon. You know what the prince is doing? What? You know what the prince is doing? They're trying out pure broad, right? No. And you know what You know what search term they sh- saw come in? Pitbull attack lawyer. Ooh. You know what kind of dog bite cases have better, you know, more money because they're more gruesome injuries? Pitbull. Pitbulls. They don't right? let go. So when would... Pitbull lawyers near me, when would that search term ever show up on a keyword dog bite lawyers near me? Never. Exact match. It would never trigger it because Pitbull is so different than dog. Right. It, it's similar because a Pitbull is a dog, but the system isn't set up to swap in Pitbull for a word dog. Right. So you can have perfect search terms, dog bite lawyer, and then be missing Pitbull. Excellent. And someone may yeah. say, well, you should have known that pitbulls were those cases in a lot of cases anyway, and you should have had that <laughs> keyword. Well, yeah, I should have I should have made a lot of decisions in my life. <laughs> that's okay? the guy you're gonna assault at the airport. Yeah. Like you already punched no, him. No, that's I a, think. that no, that's a some that's a guy that's not even worth my time. Like, oh, okay. That's the kind of guy that if he brings that argument to that great information I just gave, they'll sue me as soon as I touch him. So that's true. Don't you don't even they won't fight them. back. They won't give me a good scrap in the airport. They'll just, They'll just lay so down and take it and then sue you. <laughs> but Chris, yes, in a perfect world, I should know that I need a target pit bull. Sure. For dog bite lawyers. But you know what? It's not a perfect world. We don't know everything. You can improve. It's okay to say you can improve sometimes. Yeah. And so this is an example. And there's plenty of examples where the search is so different than the keyword it's so niche it's so not a way anyone would think of it that it's it's even more different than pitbull and dog so opening yourself up trying things sometimes you'll find some gems and uh 
you don't want to get locked in a mindset of only perfect search terms because it's good for business. Chris, you got to admit this. Let's get a little Patreon here. It's good for business, you and I, to just get perfect search terms. I mean, it keeps clients happy, but it's not doing the best possible job because we're not experimenting. We're not trying to find more perfect search terms. Sure. Yep. All right, so let's... Wow, you really you really got Patreon with me there. Yeah. I walked I, out on the plank. I thought we were going together, and then you just shoved me off into the I, ocean. I just, you had, you know, why don't you just say no comment so people can hear your voice? Why don't you just say no comment? Um, Patreon. You just move on like dollars smooth guy. $2. Page. I feel like I don't even need to sell it. It's $2. You lost $2 apparently, worth of Apparently change. you do because you got to offer more, apparently, <laughs> than five or four shows a month of 20 to 30 minutes. That's not worth $2. <laughs> you got to add on business trade secrets. All right. Competitor keywords. <laughs> All right. So this one hits close to home. Uh, competitor keywords. This is the kind of thing. I, I think every fourth client I get, maybe one out of three, one out of four mentions this. And they're like, what What if you targeted my competitors? Like, wait, wait, wait a second. I have an idea. What if you say my competitor's name is a keyword and they're, they're, they're so excited. They're like, Oh, what? This is amazing source of, of leads. It's going to be great. Jason. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you, do you do it? Do you jump in on this? I'll tell you just my short answer is I never do it. I always say no, 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 I don't want to do it unless they just have a huge budget and they're willing to spend a whole lot of money and they have budget left on the table that I can't spend other places. Then I'll try it. That's my short answer. My answer is I do it if the client wants it. Yeah, I don't propose it. I don't if, – if they don't bring it up, I add competitors as negatives. Pro tip for people, you don't have to wait till the client spends money on them. You can Google the client's business. Like if they're a, a divorce lawyer in Memphis, you can Google divorce lawyers in Memphis and then look who's on the first 10, 30 results in Google and add those other firm names as negatives. So you don't have to wait till they come in and search terms. But I – I don't do it unless they want it. If I see them coming in, I add them as negatives. I add them as negatives before we launch. Chris, sometimes it works. Like I've had movers who are like, no, I know what's going on. They're searching for someone else. And I'm going to tell them about my business. And they're able to make it work. The attractiveness for some people is that the cost per clicks can be lower than regular keywords. And also they can be high volume. However, if someone's searching for moving company A and I'm moving company B, there's a good chance they either want to hire moving company A, they've already hired moving company A, they're calling to pay moving company A, they have a question about their move with moving company A, and it's like, why deal with that when you can just show up on a new keyword? So uh, the trap door is that people are attracted to it. Clients propose it all the time. Again, sometimes trap doors work, but most of the time they don't. And by the way, Chris, you do a broad match modified moving companies oh, goodness. or movers, oh man, you'll start bringing in a ton of competitor names. So they can they can show up anytime, basically. You got to be careful. Yeah, those service companies are really bad about that. Like, you know, Alex's AC repair thing. Uh, you know, I mean, like exactly. George's AC repair, you know, uh, Tim's AC repair. I mean, it's just going to be a bunch of person's names. So that, that service company stuff yep. is killer for that. And pro tip, Chris, I'm just giving it all away today. Pro tip. You can add phrase match LLC as a negative keyword to your campaign, Ooh. and that'll block all those LLC searches. Oh, you like so that, Chris? Good. That's a good tip, isn't it? So good. You like that? Yeah, juicy. Isn't that, that a good. good tip? That is a good tip. Why phrase match, though? 
Why, why not just LLC? I don't know, because when I was brought up by people that basically locked me in a dungeon and had me do great <laughs> AdWords campaigns for them, and look, we both got something out of the deal. They got a slave labor, mm -hmm. and I got the best AdWords skills in the history of human earth because wow. it was just pounded into me. Now, it led to some problems. Like you saw, I was up at 345 in the morning last night <laughs> doing these notes. I have problems. Right. But it made me a hell of an AdWords manager. And I don't know. I was just brought up on phrase match negatives. That's what they like. What you know? an answer. I ask you why. And your answer is I was abused. And that's the way my masters told me to do it. Like that was your answer. Well, no, because it, it, no, because I like that. That's the way they do it. But, you know, I liked it. I liked it. Okay, Chris, I liked you it. You liked it. You liked the abuse. I like, and you liked I like phrase match. I like phrase match negatives. Okay. Because it's it's a sense of control in a world that's out of control. No, no. There is no I, at least let me control one thing let me control one thing today let me let me control that when i put in this negative keyword it's going to be phrase match and that's the keyword that i'm going to block the, yeah. the part of the search i'm going to block searches that include that i don't have to sit there and wonder if it's going to pick up some weird no, thing it won't you know what i mean it, it like, won't I like because control. because put job as a negative broad right. match and then watch jobs just pour down your list <laughs> right i know i know but what's what's i don't know i don't I know mean, Chris. They, I, I, negative keywords i mean maybe it's not rational maybe it's not rational but hey it's how i was raised it's it's the word we used phrase match when i was raised okay, so that's fine you do what you want to do that's fine all right so last one i mean i'll brain i branch out a little but i i still like a phrase match negative keyword every now okay. and then you know you have you have your thing Last one I'm excited about because, again, uh, Jason, he, he made some promises at the top of the show. And he said he was, he said he was going to quote this um, on the air. And so I'm waiting. He walked. So yeah, no, Chris, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be involved with this one. I got some second thoughts. On this. <laughs> you said you're going to do it. So we're going to talk about quality scores. And Jason has something to say about quality scores. <laughs> All right, hold on. Getting hung up on quality scores. I'm going to go slow here. What I wrote. Okay, you go ahead. Read the whole thing. Getting hum. Oh, so this is trapdoors. These are these are Google Ads mistakes. These are potential trapdoors. Sometimes this stuff works. Sometimes it doesn't. Chris, don't ever say what I wrote here because I don't. I'm really not comfortable saying. You're going to say, gonna, so gonna say gonna it on Patreon. You're going to say it on Patreon. No, not even that. <laughs> no. Getting getting hung up on quality scores. People love their quality scores. And then I said something. Okay. I'll take a four that brings a quality score four keyword with quality score four that brings in a hundred dollar CPA over a quality score nine keyword that brings in a hundred and one dollar CPA all day long. Damn. Quote, get the most leads possible for the budget. Quote, that's what this AdWords Terminator was programmed to do when they sent me back in time to make the most money ever as an AdWords manager and then use that money to save the world. And most leads possible for the budget is how I do that. Quality score, and I clean this up, doesn't play a role in that goal. So, Chris, I'm from the future. Oh, wow. I landed in Los Angeles naked, butt naked, mm -hmm. with all my muscles mm -hmm. behind a dumpster. I am a Terminator. Yes. I do have a mission to save the world. And they program me to be the best AdWords manager and make the most money possible from Google Ads management in the history of the planet. And then I have to go into my save the world mode. But you know how you make the most money possible as a Google Ads manager? You get the most leads possible for the budget for your clients. And showing up on only quality scores of eights, nines, or tens 
that doesn't really have anything to do with getting the most leads possible. Yep. So I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw it to you and let's kind of let's let's talk about this, but let's be let's be sensitive, let's be respectful because quality scores, I mean relevancy, that's why the whole program works. That's why it works. That's why it works, Chris. That's why search ads work because people are actually looking for If we were in the same room, right, I would right, punch what, you. I would I'm punch, getting very nervous yeah, right you, now. You you getting your tone nervous. has changed so much. It's so funny. When he came in, he's, we like get on and he's like he's like, Wow, I'm gonna you see this? I wrote this at three thirty in the morning. I'm pumped up. And we get here, he's like, Let's be sensitive to the Okay. <laughs> Let's be respectful because people love their quality scores. Okay. Chris. Well, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm not going to say what you wrote, but I'm going to say how I feel. Quality scores mean just as much to me as uh, the toenail clippings that are left oh, on man. the floor after I, oh, man. I clip my toes. I mean, if I have a good campaign going and I have something that's just delivering solid uh, searches, uh, search terms, the the content leads. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to take it a step at a time. Let's say it's I can't really prove that it's good uh, that it's leads, but number one, it's good traffic quality. The search terms are solid. The traffic quality is good. The bounces are low. Time on site's good. I'll take it. A one out of 10, whatever. I'll take it. I've done it plenty of times. Then on the next level up, of course, if I'm willing to take good traffic quality with a one out of 10 quality score, I'm certainly going to be willing to take something that is one out of 10 and actually delivering leads. It doesn't right, mean but, but here's here's where here's where your enemies would try to bring you down. They would say, "Yeah, you're getting leads with a one out of ten quality score keyword, but you're not a good Google Ads manager because a good Google Ads manager would try to take that one and turn it into a two or a three or a nine or a ten quality score, so you could get even more leads and a lower cost per lead." Right. Yeah, and I that's what they would say. What do you have to say to that? I feel like sometimes that is absolutely impossible. I can build a separate landing page, a separate ad group, a separate set of ads that are optimized just for that one keyword. And it's Google still hates it. There are plenty of times, especially as the B2B king in my own kingdom, I can tell you that things like the client I described before, this pipeline client that, that's trying to sell a specific product in a niche within an industry. Sometimes Google's like, what the F? Like, this is a weird keyword. What are you even talking about? Low quality score. They just, they don't like it and I can't bring it up no matter how much I run uh, to make sure that the time on site and, and the click-through rate's good and the ads are good and Google just doesn't like it you know and I understand that because their algorithm does not understand the gray area between industries you know sometimes they just don't quite grasp it and this keyword historically has not shown to be a good relevancy term for what I'm trying to bring in and I get it, and it's fine. Chris, if you and I are great quarterbacks, and we throw a great spiral, and we manage an offense great, we're going to be great when the weather is 70 degrees outside and sunny and no wind. And we're still going to be pretty good if it's a little windy and a little rainy and real cold because we're a great quarterback. Mm -hmm. But we don't stop the game and go, Hey, hang on. I'm going to try to control the weather right now and make it sunny and 70 degrees. That's beautiful. How's that for a metaphor? Oh, that's beautiful. How's that for a metaphor? That's beautiful. I can't control quality score. That's it. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what a Google Ads manager does. He increases quality no, score. No, you don't. No, no, no. Mm -mm. No, no. A great Google Ads manager is already, by definition, doing everything they can do to get great quality scores. They have 
relevant ads. They're trying to get good click-through rates. We'll talk about that in a second. And if they control the landing page or website, they have a nice landing page experience. So quality score is based on expected click-through rate, ad relevance, landing page experience. Ad relevance, all of our ads are relevant, Chris. Mm -hmm. You and I make relevant ads. Landing page experience, you and I run ads for reputable businesses. If someone's searching for a mover in Dallas, we're going to have a great website that's a moving company in Dallas. That's when people go to their website, they're going to go, yep, that's a moving company in Dallas. But expected click-through rate, a keyword status that measures how likely it is that your ads will get clicked when shown for that keyword, irrespective of of your ads position, extensions, or other formats that may affect the prominence and visibility of your ads. This status predicts whether your keyword is likely to lead to a click on Google Ads. Google Ads takes into account how well your keyword has performed in the past based on your ads position. And I'm trying to find something here, Chris, that basically says it's not tied to your account. It's tied to this keyword on Google in general. That's the historical. That's, that's how I understand expected. Yeah, we, I mean, we, I mean, I could. I, I'm going to try to find that definition now while you're talking, but I know that's what it is. It's not tied to your individual. Yeah, account. it will. What you're looking for is the historical click through rate. It's the historical CTR, and that is what will often completely destroy my my quality score. This is in Google Ads Help, Chris, and we'll link to this. I don't want people to not believe me here. This is from Google Ads Help. It's a bullet point. This expected click-through rate is a prediction. So it's different from actual click-through rate shown in the CTR column of your account. Mm -hmm. Unlike the CTR column, this status considers how the keyword performs both within your account and across all other advertisers' accounts. <laughs> this status has also been adjusted to eliminate the influence of ad position and other factors that affect prominence and availability, such as extensions. Okay. Unlike the CTR column, this status considers how the keyword performs both within your account and across all other advertisers' accounts. Chris, when I read that a few years ago for the first time, that's the last time I thought about quality score. Yeah. When I learned that expected click-through rate, one of the factors of quality score, is not tied to your account, but, well, it is. It says both within your account, but when I learned it was also and across all other advertisers' accounts, what do you want me to do, Chris? How much do you think... What can I do if I... How I mean, what can I do? How much do you think the historical quality score really matters for your account anyway? I mean, if they're comparing... If historical quality score has to do with your account and everyone else's... How much does your one account weigh across a hey Chris, billion maybe, others? Maybe that's the secret of an aged Google Ads account. We always talk about that true that mystery magic of like, hey, why does this account that's been in business for five years, why does it just do better than my other client who's been in business for six months? Yeah. Maybe as time goes on, they give more weight to your account versus Ooh, all other. Interesting. Let me quote it. All other advertisers' accounts. Yeah. But my point is that expect to click the rate especially when you're starting, maybe the threshold is five years, maybe it's six months. We don't know when they start giving your account more weight if they ever do or what that weight percentage is. But if they don't like a keyword across all other advertisers' accounts, but that keyword is getting my client a great cost per lead and bringing in leads, I don't care what the quality score is 
Because number one, I can't control it. And number two, I'm focused on leads. Yeah. So the trap door here, Chris, is getting hung up on quality score. The trap door is pausing keywords because they have a quality, quality score, score of three, of four, right. of five, yeah. of two, and not thinking first, wait, is this keyword bringing me conversions, bringing me leads at a good cost per lead? That's the trap door. So yes, Chris and I want nines and tens. Yes, we don't like seeing threes and fours, but you know what? We're not even looking anymore because we're doing everything we can do to control it. And then we're laser focused on getting the most leads possible. So the trap door is turning off great keywords because they have bad quality scores when you can't control the quality score. To a, to a very large extent, you can't control it. Let me so, be clear. I'm excited to go through. Chris, it fires me it up does. because every time I talk to a new client, they're like, hey, I've been running Google Ads well, but how are you going to increase my quality scores? Say- I'm not looking at your quality <laughs> scores, Chris. Client, I'm trying to get you the most leads. And it's just not part of my process I because I get good quality. I do everything I can do by default. Okay. And then there's this huge factor that's out of my control. So it's not part of my process anymore. Oh, you must not be good at your job because I'm talking about Google Ads quality score because, oh, have you heard of this company? You know what company I'm talking about, Chris? Every new client I, I get I don't is using know if I'm gonna this be able company. To stop don't, say, don't say it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop him. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm just going to talk quietly. Page or trivia. Let's get into page or trivia. He's not going to stop. Let's get into page or trivia. All right. All right. Someone, someone. Okay. I want to thank Directive Consultants <laughs> for sponsoring today's episode. Um, Take a breath. If you're a B2B and enterprise, they are the number one B2B enterprise search engine marketing agency. Go to the capabilities page on their website, pay-per-click, SEO, conversion rate optimization, content marketing, paid social advertising. There's a lot of different channels when it comes to online, when it comes to search engine marketing, but you've got to figure out which ones are going to work best for your specific B2B and enterprise strategy, your goals. Directive does that. They look at all the channels, they get you the most qualified leads, and then they scale that. They've got great case studies on their website. They've got great clients. You can see the kind of companies they work for on their website. Look at their case studies. Go to their website, directiveconsulting.com. Get a custom proposal. And we thank Directive Consulting for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, time for the question of the week, as we call it, the paid search trivia. Jason has a question for me, and I am going to get it right, as I always do. And uh, please, Jason, when you are ready. And then, just in case you guys haven't heard enough and you want to hear after the show, join our Patreon for $2 a month, which is a tremendously low amount that we reduced, gosh, about 400% when we started. It was $10, now it's 2 That's a heck of a deal. Jason, when you're ready. All right. So, Chris, true or false? I'm going to try to make it easy on a player. You can do an automated strategy, an automated bidding strategy, based on your impression share goal. True or false? True. Absolutely true. Okay, you're right, but you didn't re- you didn't respect the dignity of the game like I did last week. You didn't know that for a fact. Yes, I do. You? I absolutely know it's, it's a true. fact. <laughs> You know that under bidding, and then you go to other opt, you go yes. to bidding on a campaign, yes, and then you go to other optimization options, and then there's, <laughs> then there's an option to click focus on impression share, and then you say, what percent impression share to target yes. for your campaign? Yes, wow, you knew that. Yes, because you can you you can come up with your own custom strategies which you can build based on certain priorities. 
Yeah, impression shares. Oh, at the beginning when you make a campaign. Okay, I always click just like leave me alone. Let me. Make yeah, my I know. I, I know it's there. It doesn't mean I use it. I laugh at it and think, "Haha, some sucker went and did that." But no. So, Chris, it says, "What do you want to focus on?" And then you can hit like instead of conversions or max clicks, you hit impression share for your campaign level. Impression share, and then it says, "Where do you want your ads to appear?" Anywhere on the results page, top of results. Or absolute top of results page. I'm going to click absolute top of results page. That's position one. Uh, percent impression share you want to target 101 percent. 100. And they say, oh no, it's got to be 100 or smaller. I'm just amped up. <laughs> so I say 100 percent, and then they say, do you want to have a maximum cost per click bid limit tied in? I'm going to say no. I'm going to leave that blank, and then I'm going to save it. Chris, how out of control could your campaign get if you're telling it you want absolute top of results page and 100% impression share? Seems incredibly dangerous. Yeah. It's just, it sounds like Alex has another way to screw up here, is what it sounds like. (laughs) Alex, are you listening? Alex, dude, we owe, we owe you like lunch because you are spawning so many yeah. uh, trap doors that we're going to talk about, and and we're smiling because we don't have Matt, to come up with come content. Up on a future episode, like we don't have yeah. to plan content for the next like three four weeks, so we're like super happy. So. Oh man, <laughs> that is a crazy. But Chris, how many questions do we get from people like, hey, my boss wants a hundred percent impression share, I'm stuck at ninety nine point nine nine percent, and he's about to fire me because I'm not at a hundred. Yeah, what do I do? And it's like, wow, here you go. Like, if you really want to rip things up, uh, top of, absolute top of go, results, boss. 100% impression share, no bid cap. Um, I'm quitting. Um, <laughs> good luck with your transition <laughs> on your account. Watch that CPC. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a tough one. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're going into the Patreon world right now. <laughs>